Welcome back to KSCJ Radio, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM in Sioux City, Iowa. I'm Brian Vikulskis, and this is Having Read That, conversations with authors about their books. My guest is Andrew Seidel, and he is out with a brand new book. This is called American Crusade, How the Supreme Court is Weaponizing Religious Freedom. It is available everywhere. And Andrew also wrote, and I think we had him on to talk about his previous book, The Founding Myth. But Andrew, when I first saw this and saw the, the subtitle, Religious Freedom, I got to thinking, Congress does so much in the name of the Commerce Clause. Is religious freedom the Supreme Court's version of the Commerce Clause for the things it wants to accomplish? Uh, we're starting to see that. I mean, it, that's, it's a really nice analogy. I mean, you know, because religious freedom has long been this shield, right? It, it's defended the minority against the tyranny of the majority. It, it's defended all of us against government overreach. Never, 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 never has it been a license to violate the rights of others or to harm others. But with this packed Supreme Court, which is collaborating with a well-funded and powerful network of conservative Christian nationalist organizations, they're changing that. Uh, these crusaders are they're weaponizing religious freedom. And, and so, you know, I, th- I think you're kind of right, because for the last decade, in case after case, the court has been reshaping the First Amendment into a weapon that conservative Christians can wield to injure other people, to violate their rights, and to impose their religion on us all. Uh, and so American Crusade tells the, the true stories behind those blockbuster cases that are rewriting our Constitution. Uh, and it does so uh, without, uh, despite your invocation of the Commerce Clause there, without, without the legalese that we lawyers love, um, you know, so that everybody can understand the threat and see just how radical and dangerous these Crusaders and Supreme Court opinions truly are. As you follow the Supreme Court over the years, and this has yeah. come to pass, was this something that you saw in the works? Was this a, a deal that kind of generated with yeah. the think tanks, federal society, and now that the, the, the judges are making their way out of these courts, it's continuing? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is a deliberate attempt to pack the courts and to change the law. Uh, and one of, the, one of the things I talk about is how the courts were packed. Uh, how uh, the Federalist Society actively worked to essentially take over the Supreme Court. Uh, so, so one of the things I point out is Leonard Leo, uh, who ran the Federalist Society and a couple of other um, network or organizations dedicated to uh, packing the court, uh, he's kind of universally recognized as the B guy who orchestrated the hostile takeover of the Supreme Court. Um, and the reason he did that is that here's how a, a former employee described his mission, quote, he figured out 20 years ago that conservatives had lost the culture war. Abortion, gay rights, contraception, conservatives didn't have a chance if public opinion prevailed. So they needed to stack the courts. So, I mean, this was a deliberate attempt to take over the federal judiciary, to, to grab those lifetime appointments for anti-democratic means. Like, really, like I mean, think about that quote, right? If, if we don't pack the courts, democracy will work. If we don't pack the courts, the majority will rule. So we have to do this. Uh, and, and they did. And, and by the way, it, it worked. Uh, and it worked in the religious freedom arena. Uh, under the Roberts Court, you know, before Roberts, religion won about half the time in front of the Supreme Court. But under Roberts, that win rate jumps to over 80%. Uh, and it's not, just, it's not just religion that's winning. It's, it's a pro-Christian shift. Uh, so in early courts, mainstream Christianity was favored about 44% of the time. Under Roberts, that has basically doubled up to 85%. 
And so what we really know is that religious freedom has become a weapon of Christian privilege. And American Crusade, my new book, puts a face on those numbers on both sides. The exclusion of non-Christians from religious freedom claims and the favoring of conservative Christians by this packed Supreme Court. For the normal everyday folks just getting up and going to work every morning and they hear religious freedom, think, well, it's just a, a deal out of the, the, the Bill of Rights, it doesn't affect me. How does it affect an, an everyday blue-collar worker that doesn't really have any interest in getting a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage or having to do with abortion? How, how does it affect everyday working people? Well, I mean, it shouldn't. It actually shouldn't, and this is one of the things that we are seeing change. When I say that we're seeing the, the quote, weaponized religious freedom, that's exactly what I mean, because historically, claiming religious freedom never gave you a right to impact or affect anybody else's rights in any way, shape, or form. But that is what this court is turning on its head. It is granting the right kind of Christian, which means a conservative Christian, a license to violate your rights in the name of religious freedom. And we're seeing it everywhere. Uh, you know, there, there's this string of cases that I talk about in one of the final chapters of the book, um, which essentially allows any organization that claims to be nominally religious to hire, fire any employee at will simply by claiming that that employee is a minister. It's called the ministerial exception. And you would have no recourse to any of the typical employment laws, to the civil rights laws. Um, so they could fire you for being a woman. They could fire you for being LGBTQ. And the court wouldn't even, allow, wouldn't even be allowed to hear the case under this weaponized version of religious freedom. That's how far we are going away from religious freedom as a shield and towards religious freedom as this weapon uh, to impose on other folks. I'm chatting with Andrew Seidel about his new book, American Crusade, How the Supreme Court is Weaponizing Religious Freedom. Andrew, is there a certain amount of luck and chance as a part of this when conservatives try to weaponize religious freedom? And by that, I mean they need the White House and they need Congress to a certain extent in order to get these judges passed. So how does that little plan work? Uh, it's a really good question. Um, and I mean, first of all, you know, after the court was uh, packed a little bit, after Leo got uh, Roberts onto the court and, and Sam Alito onto the court, the court started going after voting rights and specifically the Voting Rights Act and and uh, and allowing gerrymandering. Right, and it, it's not a coincidence that they started looking for um, electoral ways to solidify minority rule in addition to judicial ways uh, to solidify minority rule. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really do think. Uh, it, one of the things American Crusade does is show that there are several through lines uh, in this area of law. And one of them is that this court wants to hear these cases. Because the Supreme Court typically rejects like 97%, 99% of the cases it comes its way. But it's deciding almost every religious freedom case that comes its way. And it's deciding them in favor of conservative Christians. Uh, it, it, we we are seeing this court ignore rules and procedure and long-standing precedent, some of it dating back to the founding and even before. We are seeing this court rewrite facts and reality, adopting what lower courts and lower court judges have called, quote, deceitful narratives, all to reverse-engineer decisions in an effort to privilege conservative Christians by rewriting 
religious freedom. So I, there's luck in capturing the court, but they've already done that. And now the court is essentially, I mean, you know, the, the conservative justices are essentially drunk on power, and uh, Congress and the executive need to check that power if we're going to see uh, the country start to turn in the right direction, at least when it comes to the court. Well, who do you think, or how do you think it is it has come to pass that this has become a principal tool because I, I look around at my friends, not a lot of them, I mean, I'm in my, my late 40s, a lot of them aren't involved in church, couldn't care less about religion. Is it a minority that's controlling for the rest of us, or are there, are there a huge number of people behind this secretly? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely top-down. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, a, it's not a grassroots movement by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it, it, we're talking about a core of, of wealthy um, well-connected individuals who are kind of orchestrating a lot of this. It's, and, and I mean, the, the key thing, I think, Brian, is that this is, it's largely, this whole crusade is largely a backlash against equality realized. Right? So conservative white Christian American status as the dominant group in this society has been waning for a long time. Right? They've lost those culture wars that Leo was talking about. They're losing the, the privilege and the deference which they believe they are due. And we know that when that happens to a dominant group in a society, when it feels you know, threatened or left behind by circumstances, that it reacts or it overreacts to try to retain that status. And, and that's why we are seeing them turn to Christian nationalism. That's why we saw them turn to violent insurrection on January 6th. That's why we saw them turn to strongmen, you know, these so-called strongmen like Donald Trump, but it's also why we are seeing them work to weaponize religious freedom. Really, this crusade really is an attempt to remake a protection into a weapon for maintaining a dominant group's status in this society. They want to be the special privileged favored class, and they want everybody else to be second-class citizens. So it's conservative white Christian America dying this slow demographic death and rebelling. They, they are raging against the dying of their privilege. All right, we've just scratched the surface of this incredible topic. The book is American Crusade, How the Supreme Court is Weaponizing Religious Freedom by Andrew Seidel. And check out The Founding Myth, another one of his books, if you haven't read it. Andrew, just a fascinating topic and very readable for the average person. Not You don't need to be a geeky lawyer to understand any of this stuff. <laughs> and I thank you for joining me to talk about it. I appreciate that, Brian. Thank you so much. This has been Having Read That on KSCJ Radio. I'm Brian Vakalskis. Check out all of our episodes on our website, kscj.com, and subscribe to our iTunes podcasts. Thanks to music historian Molly Jolly and segment producer John Weasler. We will be back next time. That's me in the spot.